Welcome to Simple Theology. My name is Robert Kane, and this is Simple Theology Interviews with my guest, Richard Gromlich. Rick, just in case you didn't know, this is a Glad podcast. Glad to be a guest hey, I, didn't, I didn't show. say you could talk uh, yet. I appreciate that. Just in case you didn't know, this is a podcast connecting theology to everyday life. And the way that we do that, I know you're new here. You don't have to answer it. This isn't, you'd finish the sentence. Just I'll let you know. <laughs> it's by examining various doctrines of the Christian faith. Sweet. What doctrine are you examining today? Um, the doctrine of... Disqualified church planters. Here we go. <laughs> Just kidding. Of Just church kidding. discipline. Yep. No. 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 Um, Multiplication. Rick, yes. So here, here's what we're doing, guys. This is a little different. We're getting ready to record an episode, and Rick's like, "Hey, let, let's let's do let's try to get two in real quick. Let's let's do one." This might be the second shortest episode ever. It might it might be a short one. Depends. Usually, when we think that they're going to be short, they end up being like forty minutes. So. Who knows? Like the listeners minutes. already know before we do. Yeah. So you guys see how long's how, how much time's left on the episode. So what we're doing is we're just s- sitting down. Yeah, we're sitting. In Rick's studio. Yep. And I'm going to do a quick little interview because yeah. Rick has been in the church planning process for how long? Um, All said about a year. All right. This is perfect. So yep. we're getting like the annual checkup. Kind of, yeah. See how you're doing, how your mm-hmm. soul is, and it's just going to be on blast for everybody to hear. Yeah. So... I've just got a few questions here. Mm, Fireman. And first off, what's the name of your church? We don't know yet. Stop it. Uh, Proclamation Church. All right. We are in Mount Vernon, Ohio, where I live. Yep. Um, We have we are part of the Christian and Missionary Alliance. I think most of our listeners know that. Um, We have recently started Sunday gatherings, uh, public Sunday gatherings, which have been good. Um, It's exciting to kind of move into that phase. I tried and, to go to your um, first one, and you said, no. No. You know what? Just, just no. well, actually, stay where what you are, Rob. Was, Rob We're said, trying to make this morning you know, be a blessing. I don't serve at a church. I'm not on staff, but the next three months, I can probably only make it up to, to your church once. So, I do serve so in pick, our church. pick which one you want, and I'll be up there one time yeah. in the next three to months. That's how committed I am to Thanks, my local Rob. congregation. appreciate that. That's You're welcome. Not, that's not true. That is totally true. You even had time to get up to Substance. Yeah. Are you that's per- in Ashland. Uh, I was, was going to say, I was gonna say, are you providing a, a free meal at the end of that? But I guess you kind of aren't. Yeah, it's a so. much better than theirs. No, I doubt that. Come on. It's actually actually legit right now it is because we're small. Really? Oh, All it's right. full on meal. Hot diggity. You have Hot pour diggity. over coffee? Yeah, we pour it over into our cups. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we pour the, the coffee over the air into our cup. Over the, the brim and into the, the cup. that's the pour over, right? That's the pour over, Rab. Yeah, so here Rob we go. the coffee snob. Stop it. Hipster. Rick. Dirty hipster. Rick. How'd you get the name Proclamation? Why'd you go with Proclamation Church? Yeah, so Proclamation Church, um, you know, we have we are kicking ideas around for so long. And earlier on in the process, um, I woke up in the middle of the night, and this sounds kind of hokey for some people, but woke up in the middle of the night with the, that word, Proclamation. And I began to, over the next like week, just read it. Like, it popped out everywhere in Scripture. Um, and I, I usually don't, that's not a common theme thing for me for to just to for things to pop out and just like just reoccurring yeah i i I believe that there's there's the ability and there's the the wherewithal there and the holy spirit does that but so anyway that was significant so then i take the name to my team our leadership team and i say hey guys like this is this is my idea for the name um there's six of us three elders and our wives who are trying to work through some name stuff and they all like, eh, I don't think so. Like, no, I don't think so. And I'm like, what? Like, I have a I, word I, from the I, Lord. I, 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 I like was like, okay, like, that's all right. Like, hey, I just one idea. 
I had already bought the domain though. I was like, <laughs> I was like convinced. I'm like Proclamation Church. This is it. It was available. ProclamationChurch.org. Uh, didn't you buy .com too? I I bought ProclamationChurchCMA.org mm. as well. Um, and uh, so they like they kind of put it on the back burner. We start kicking other names around, and I like like not- Elevation Bethel. <laughs> yeah. Um, Redeemer, Redeemer Chapel. <laughs> I th- those are the Redeemers are good. You kind of went off theme there. I was yeah. Well, it just like it's everywhere. Lakewood. Um, saddle, saddle, forward. <laughs> saddle front. <laughs> saddle front church. <laughs> um. Anyway, point being, like, we just went through names and nothing really stuck. And and I was being kind of di- not difficult, but like because I'm the planting pastor and I'm the one most closely associated with the church in the name and everything. I had to love it. Yeah. I had to re- be really all in on it. And um, so after like several, several weeks of just like back and forth and, and working through stuff, we finally like, okay, we're going to sit down Wednesday and we're picking a church name. Like it's going to happen. Spent a lot of time praying. Had a a lot of writing on glass. A lot of, a lot of a high lot, level executive meetings. By myself. Open Chinese boxes. In the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> at, the po- at that time we were living with my in-laws. And so like we didn't have a private space. Oh yeah, that's so, a, oh, okay, okay. So was, you just I was sarcastic, but like legit, there wasn't like I didn't have my own space or office or anything. Um, anyway, we come sit down the meeting. I've been praying like a lot this week about this thing. Not so much that we get just the right name, but that we are unified. There's clarity. There's passion there for what we're gonna do. And uh, one, I think, um, I don't know who said it first, but either Ron or Jimmy or I think maybe Lene said Proclamation Church, and I'm like, what? Yeah, I just I just think that's it. And like they all were like, Yep. Like it's like they met beforehand and decided to go with it. Yeah. And they just came in, like, yeah, fuck me. I'm like, guys, come hold on, time out, time. You guys shut that down, like put that in the closet like weeks ago. And they're like, No, I just you know, let's go with it. So boom. Proclamation Church. That's Great. where we got our name. Now you you've thrown some names out there. You said yep. Ron, Ron May, you said Jimmy. Jimmy. Why don't you describe who these people are? That doesn't that doesn't matter. <laughs> Unimportant no, so, people, so, just cogs um, in the wheel. Our, our listeners have, they're familiar with Jimmy. Um, Jimmy Alexander, him and his wife Molly, uh, he's one of the elders. He um, did an episode with us about his ministry, Lazarus Life Recovery, um, or Lazarus Life Ministries for Drug Addicts Residential Discipleship. And um, so he's one of the elders. And Ron Lene, they are also church planting with us. He's one of the elders. Jimmy also did an episode in Dispensationalism. Yes, dispensationalism, and and he's going to do an episode here in just a few minutes on yeah. And I don't know if it's what what order it's going to air in, but you yeah, guys don't will. don't say it yet. I haven't decided which order. Yeah. Anyway, Jimmy, if you haven't heard him yet, he's coming back soon. Um, just like Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. Whoa. <laughs> I'm actually um, a historical pre-millennial, so I think it's going to come back post post tribulation. By the way, so it's not going to be quick. All right, just get all your cards yeah. out there. Okay. Um. So anyway, yeah, Ron and Lene, they are a couple from the area. We just met them randomly same way i met jimmy randomly and began to build a relationship with them they've been plant, praying for years about church planting here in knox county and uh, we were able to kind of just begin talking and slowly became great friends and and together in this church plant so ron Lene, jimmy and molly and my wife candace and i excellent those are three couples those, those men are the three elders okay so you've been in this for about a year now and <clears throat> well even before we go there yeah, you. We've already established the name of it, and I think people can, for the most part, understand. But real quick, in like ten seconds, explain why you chose the name Proclamation. Yeah, so we are to be a people who are proclaiming the gospel, and we 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 
we do that at work. We do that at home. We do that when we gather together. We do that when we separate and, and go our own ways. We keep saying we want to be a church that gathers well Sunday mornings uh, in our community groups through the week, and we want to be a church that really scatters well so that we can proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to everyone around us. Yeah, proclaiming the gospel when scattered and when gathered. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay, so now going the way that I was going to go before jumping back to that. Go the way, man. Go the, the way. year that you've been doing this, there have been highs, there have been lows, and there have been steady times. What has mm-hmm. been your greatest joy to this point, understanding yeah. that, Lord willing, there's some greater ones to come, but what has yeah. been your greatest joy thus far in the church planting process? Yeah. Um, it, it, to be honest, it has been to, to walk this last year with with these brothers, um, something I I'd longed for. I mean, I've had good community and, and great men in my life before, but to as as co-elders, as peers, to encourage, hold accountable, pray for, um, and just love on one another in a, in a way that I've never seen before and I've never experienced that has been phenomenal. Yeah. Um, no. So that might like you might think the answer was going to be like people or you know these different things, but that's been one of the greatest blessings and moves of god so far yeah no absolutely um on the flip side of that coin, flip it baby you just gave me your greatest joy tales what has been your greatest challenge to date with this church planting process some things you just don't want to say (laughs) you don't want to say on (laughs) don't get anybody in trouble anything that's recorded yep um it's always relational so there have there have been relationships that have suffered um, because of this. Just different opinions, different different people are just different pages about what 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 we're doing, and that has there's been a few that were just very serious mm, differences of opinion and um, ramifications from that. Yep. Now, now flesh that out a little bit, not to not to give away anything to where mm-hmm. people listening who are part yeah, of it could so find I, out. But I is think it, it's just it's you know we haven't you know we've experienced the people where people some people come and some people go in the church plant like that. But but there's just early on there were some things that just it didn't go the way I thought it would um, with a few relationships, and I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So just the relational side of church is hard. In any try, anytime you you do something new. Or you do something that that isn't the status quo that people don't like. It just it can cause um, division and and it can really be difficult. So that has been the the probably the deepest challenge, just emotionally relationally. I think on from the flip side, that's me personally. Flip side to the church, yeah. um, our greatest challenge currently right now as a church is making sure that we are. We are keeping the focus of reaching Mount Vernon for lost people and discipling those who are found. Yeah. So helping those who, who are in Christ to mature discipleship and, and make sure we are reaching out those who, who don't know Christ in our evangelism um, and keeping people's eyes up on that. It's just, it's a challenge. Yeah. And it always will be, but yeah. Okay, so now the person who is in your situation, who is fresh into church planting, whether that is... They're a year in, or they're six months in, or they're two years in, but they're starting to resonate with some of the things that you're saying mm-hmm. in terms of challenges. Yeah. If you could give that person some advice, what would it be? Uh, so, one, um, God's good and he's sovereign, and, and change is, is slow. 
So you're you're not going to be able to to take a group of people, big or even small. The smaller they are, the the easier you can kind of turn the ship. But you can't take them, just get have them read a couple books, and then expect them to have the same heart and mindset and mentality that you have, or similarly, yeah, close to that. It just it's slow. So you're talking about helping people understand maybe a different way of thinking on some things, changing their perspective on some things, being more missional. Um, and it's just, it's slow. So be very patient, but be very intentional. Um, don't think it's just going to come around if you're not intentionally steering that ship. And, and also don't think that you can just, you know, throw the anchor off the side and just yank the ship around and it's all going to be good. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So in that vein, you and I have a pretty similar philosophy of ministry, pretty similar the, uh, theological mm-hmm. bends or bents, however you want to say that. Um, I mean, I mean, we're, we're very much so in agreement with much of the things, just all cards on the table, that like a nine marks would say or a TGC would say. Um, when it comes to the particular context that you are in, Mount Vernon, mm-hmm. we recognize that you can take those principles and you can run crazy with them and they can be harmful right. if you don't properly address the context that you're in and how to relate those principles to the proper context that right. you're in. Right. So mm-hmm. when it comes to the the city of Mount Vernon, what is the spiritual context like? So Mount Vernon, I mean, we're a Midwest community. We're about, you know, 18,000 people-ish. Um, we're a lot of blue collar, but we also have a lot of, we have kind of three universities somewhat connected. We have a Nazarene school here in town. We have outside about five minutes. We have a Kenyon College, a very um, prestigious liberal arts. Very liberal. Very liberal very school. Liberal. We have a community college here. Um, so you have those things going. I would say there. I keep saying there's there's those who are just like very religious but dead, and then there's those who who don't have any kind of religion. And it, it's pretty much both. There's not that there's just radical extreme, but it's pretty much either you're you're religious and you're good, or like you don't have anything to do with religion. So the climate um, for for the non-Christian, it's it's simple. You know, it's a matter of trying to. To help them understand their depravity, their need for Jesus, but it's the believers, which do make up a good portion, a majority probably of the community, who, who who say they're believers, but either they're dry or stale, or uh, for some they don't, they actually don't even know Christ, and it's helping them to say, no, no, look, you you are on a journey with Christ, like you are a Christian, and everything else follows that. Well, everything else follows that. Yeah. Not so much you you fit Christ into um, your life. Yeah, so almost like that typical Midwestern, nice, salt-to-the-earth people yep. who attend church occasionally, but even and, though they may claim Christ, right. it's because they said a prayer one time rather well, than because yeah. uh, on they're that, actually... On that kind of spectrum of like they're, they attend occasionally or casually, they, they believe in Jesus, they believe in the Bible, you know, they get fired up about it if it's political, um, but if you are you... You say, is Jesus the Lord of your life? And they might say, oh, yeah, sure. Well, does that dictate what you watch, what you listen to, how you spend your extra time in the evenings, You know how you, how you spend time with your neighbors? Does everything you do come flow from that? That's a, that would be very foreign to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Now, with you planting this church in the context that it is, mm-hmm. what would you say has been um, or what currently is your greatest need? as a church and maybe that would connect a little bit with the greatest challenges that you've had but what would you say if you could parse it out a little bit differently than the greatest challenge what would you say your greatest need would yeah. be um 
so this might sound cliche. I mean, there's we have need for money, we have need for you know people and all that stuff. But truly, we have to be a praying people. Um, we have to be people who are on our knees and who are people in the Word, uh, and that will always be our greatest need in a sense. And I don't, and I don't say that because like like it's the right answer, quote unquote, or it's the you know the answer from the book, but. No, like genuinely we feel that like we need to be a people who are just regularly seeking the Lord for his will to be done in our lives and for others I was meeting with the elders this morning we were just praying through Ephesians and the the, the prayer that Paul prays for the churches you know he cares about all the things the Lord does the details the health you know grandma's knee and and, and make sure you know that you have what you need in the job situation all those things matter they they really matter but when Paul prays for the church, he's praying that they would understand who God is. They understand who Jesus is and who they are in relation. I mean, these are just really, really deep things. And if we're not praying those things, if we're not a people who are who are seeking the Lord for those things in prayer and in the Word, then we will stay and and never come. To, we'll just always be about like what are the what are the, the tangible physical needs of our congregation and who is present, and that's it. God has to to break our hearts for the lost people of Mount Vernon. He has to break our hearts for those who come to Christ and want to grow in maturity, that we would invest in them and disciple them. Um, he has to do that work, no matter how much I teach or we, we explain Scripture as, as beautifully and as well as we can. The Holy Spirit has to change our hearts. And so our greatest need, our, which is, our, again, our greatest challenge, really, is that we would be a people in the Word and a people of prayer. Okay, so in light of that, Understanding that your greatest need and, and sounds like your greatest challenge as well is just becoming a people who are more in prayer, people who are more dependent on prayer, dependent on the Lord, not necessarily the things that you're doing. What are some practical ways that you as the pastor, the lead pastor, mm-hmm. along with the elder team, um, are trying to incorporate habits mm-hmm. to become that? Mm-hmm. And then what are also some practical ways that you're trying to make that the case in your people? Understanding that it's not you, it's the Lord who's doing that work. Right, right. But what are some practical ways that you are try- you guys are trying to implement habits to become that yourselves and for your people to become that? And then if you could speak as, kind of a, speak. A part oh. B, as a part B to this question, to the person who may be in an established church somewhere, it's mm-hmm. not a plant, they're not on the leadership team, there's a, a member of their church, how can they also become a person who is blessing their church through their prayers yeah um so a couple of thoughts one thing it, it it does it does as well to pray through scripture um and, and what that what i mean by that is to, to open the word and to find passages um that are either dealing with prayer or, or these are prayers from the apostles and there's a great Jesus. a great book i don't know if you've read it by don whitney called praying the bible i believe i haven't read it it's like an 80-page small Donnie, book. Donnie it's smaller Whit. than the Nine Marks books that we love. So it's it's really tremendous. So so praying through Scripture gives you great... Um, it's a blessing because you're enriching yourself with Scripture. You're beginning to see the priorities of the Lord, what His heart breaks for, begins to shape you more towards Scripture. It's dangerous when you when there's no like theological guardrails in prayer because people just think they can just say whatever. And it's yeah. like, well, that's it's not... We need to be people who are praying scripture. Um, but also, as leaders, and, th- and this is convicting, this is convicting for me and my leaders in our, in our church, we have to be people of prayer. I cannot expect Proclamation Church to be a people of prayer if I'm not a person of prayer. Yeah. 
And so really trying to be diligent about that and be disciplined about that. And, and then there's a lot of different practical. I mean, you can you can get together once a week and do prayer meetings. You can, you know, something we try to do is everyone set your phone at 10.02. Luke 10.02, we pray for the harvest. Does everyone do that? Luke 10.02. Luke 10.02, yeah. yeah. Um, Luke 10, verse 2. Uh, but we, 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 we pray, you know, at 10 o'clock, 10.02, for, for that that Lord would send workers for the harvest. And, I think and, there's, and just to build off that, yeah, the there's a, a great app called Joshua Project mm-hmm. that you can download. Yep. And if you allow notifications at 10.02 every day, you'll get a notification saying we're praying for this uh, lost people, people this people unreached people yeah. group. So. so so things like that, I mean, you, you can, you know, people, there's a lot of different ways. One thing we, we, we just as a, as a system or a strategy, I should say, not a system, we really want our community groups, which are our small groups, to be a real engine for our discipleship. So we're hoping that there's prayer happening in those groups each week. Um, some groups have a lot of kids. Some groups don't have any kids. So it, that differs. If you have, you know, four little kids around, your prayer time is going to be different than if there's no kids. Yeah. Um, but we're still emphasizing that. We're, we're hopefully texting each other throughout the week, praying for you. You know, it's a matter of keeping it present in your mind. Um, and like I said, there's there's other systems that you can do. But primarily, you as leaders have to be a praying people. Start there. Pray the word. Um, and then the Holy Spirit begins to lead. Yeah. And, and talk about it. Talk about it in, in the right way. I think people can view prayer in weird ways because there's so much ambiguity or unclear. Or it's unclear. Like, am I, can I pray this? Is it the, and and people get bashful and shy. And so we need to work on that. There's a I'm I'm working through Tim Keller's book on prayer. Oh yeah, I've heard really, that one's the really money. Good. Yeah, it costs money. No, I've heard no. it's the money. I've heard it's very good, and it costs it's, money. It's free. I mean, it's not money. It costs money. It is not money. It's paper. Okay, I see. Okay. Oh, you meant it was more like it's yeah, good. Oh. Yeah. Okay, okay. Whatever. Oh, this okay. is a good time to close. Anyway, we can <laughs> we can always do another checkup and see how things are going. Mm-hmm. However, in closing, Rick. Yeah. Bow your heads, close those, your eyes. Yeah, those listening, let's. Why don't you just share one, just maybe two see things. That hand. That, yeah, I, can, I, I see, see that, that hand, hand in the back. See that little guy in the back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Give the listeners one, maybe two things that they could be praying for you about right now. Maybe they're riding in the car, listening to this, or maybe they're working out, wherever they are. If they could just take a minute to... Yeah. Pray that we would be a humble people. And pray that we we would seek Christ in all we do. And maybe I'd say that a little different, same thing, but... The idea of lordship salvation is simply that Jesus becomes the Lord of your life. Yeah. And that means he rules everything, and then the, the, the social things, everything else kind of fits in. And that's hard as Christians in America. That's hard to, we view it as, I'm a person, I get my life, and then I found Jesus and I fit him in. We don't say it that way, but that's the, that's the way we practice it. Yeah. Pray that we be a people who just the Lord rules all of our lives. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. Guys, if you want to follow us, you can head over to our website, simpletheology.org. If you want to call in some encouragement for Rick, let him know you're praying for him. We would love to hear that. Uh, Shoot us a call at 614-233-1098. And just let Rick know you're praying for him. He would appreciate that. Or you can shoot us a message on social media with the hashtag simpletheologypod. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. And people can, they can also reach me at rick at proclamationchurch.org. There you go. That's another way to do it. All right. Peace out, y'all. Thanks.